Welcome to LabUp Scientifique 11 Minutes. My name is Bart van Buchem. I'm your host today. I'm a pain specialist physiotherapist um, and uh, part of the team with LabUp Scientifique. Uh, with me today is Joshua Pate, Dr. Joshua Pate, um, working as a physiotherapist lecturer, senior physiotherapist on the uh, University of Technology, Sydney, Australia. Um, I'm just going to start the 11 minute button um we're getting used to this now let's go for it um <laughs> welcome josh um it's great to have you um on the show um, hey thanks Matt. yeah and um yeah we're not gonna sell the time for for just just introduction so let's dive into it. we discussed on your your um your your topics are on pediatric pain in the range to eight to 12 years and especially on education educating kids about pain and experiencing pain and yeah. um yeah so we're really excited about this um and and my my big big question is that what makes kids education in that age what makes it good education yeah it's a, a really good question and i think it probably extends into adults as well so what makes good mm. education kind of anywhere um, and I think it's about facilitating like an active learning approach. So there's this theory called um, constructivism. I won't get too nerdy, but basically you're building your own knowledge rather than just mm. kind of consuming something that someone's telling you, even just this kind of format, like a podcast, it's allowing, it's creating a discussion in someone's mind for them to then reflect. And then they might go and ask questions and then build their own knowledge and so yeah. the equivalent for kids, I, I think one of the best platforms we have is um, using like bedtime stories or kids books um, that are really brief and that only cover one message. Whereas if you look at a lot of adult resources, they cover 50 different things in a huge textbook um, and, and it's kind of the opposite of bite-sized. Like it's, it's yeah. so exhaustive and it covers every minute detail. Um, I think... What we want to do with eight to 12 year olds who are thinking concretely, we want to say, here is the key message. And we're going to explain this in several different ways. Um, and, and I think the, the most compelling way that humans think is via storytelling. Um, and so we're going to give lots of stories. There's going to be a relatable character. We're going to use lots of language techniques, like metaphorical techniques, uh, like rhyming, alliteration, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and then I, I think the thing I'm really excited about is the books that we've got coming out is at the end of the book, there's some discussion questions and activities and like kind of challenges and dares or go and ask this person at home about what they think and um, tomorrow, give this a try. And then there's a QR code and then that takes them to a website and there's an audio book. And then there's these questions for them in their class and their teachers might want to do stuff or their parents or um, there's resources for clinicians and and it's kind of like what we're trying to do is build this kind of big ecosystem of learning that all supports this one message. And so for each book, there's so many different strategies trying to convey that key message. And, and so like if you compare it, um, Pete Moore from the UK compared this sort of learning to learning about recycling, like as a kid, you learn in the 80s, 90s and 2000s, it was like, okay, what we're going to do now is put cardboard stuff in this bin and it became this habit. And now the next generation just does it. Or in Australia, we, we talk about like slip, slop, slap with sunscreen and, and wearing hats. And there's these behavior changes that have happened on a generational level. And 
and they're underpinned by a really key, simple message. And, and so what I hope to do at some point in my career is achieve that with um, the complexity of, of pain science um, for that next generation to learn. Is there, is, there, is there anything we can learn from other fields like anxiety and other uh, like emotions that kids need to work out? And I think there has been a, a shift in, in how we talk about anxiety and other emotions generally with kids yeah absolutely and i there's a few projects we're working on where we're trying to change at like um country level national school curriculums and things like that and and if you say pain science education to someone in the educational world they're like what are you talking about um it doesn't make any sense and so um you need to speak the language of the people who want to hear it so if we want this to get into schools um, the language that they're now the the kind of hot new language would be things like well-being and resilience, um, and it, and it's it's not using labels like anxiety because that I don't know it, I think teachers might feel uncomfortable using a, a medical word because then they might get accused of stepping on medical people's toes. Um, so mm-hmm. they want to frame it as like these uh, like well-being and resilience. And so what we, I think as pain science, educational people, we want to get into those systems by saying, actually, we can use the concept of pain as a, as a vehicle to discuss those other elements like fatigue or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows someone with pain. We've all experienced acute pain um, and that's much more kind of relatable and it's really complex and interesting and kids love hearing about the brain. Um, and so you can kind of open the door to all these other conversations. Um, anyway, so that's kind of our current pitch to these educational institutions because I think we need to speak other people's language before it's going to yeah. be effective. Yeah. So would that be a, a kid's book about pain or would it be a pain book for kids? Um, so that I'm working on a series of books about, so it's about pain science. So like one of the books is so many things can turn the volume of my pain up or down. And so then it's that story of like Laura Mosley's study where there was a red light and a blue light mm. and it affected pain intensity. Um, and so this, the 10 year old girl, she goes to her grandma's science lab and, um, and she gets to do the experiment and then she goes yeah. and then applies this in other settings. And, and so it's that kind of like you're learning pain science in a really fun journey, kind of story driven way. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Because what, 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 it's kind of interesting. It's interesting. So what, when things are starting to become normal, just like slip, slap, slap, what is it? But <laughs> like the sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not That's good enough, about, yeah. about about screen uh, sunscreen here in in the, in the EU at the moment, but um, <laughs> um, but I can. It, it sounds right, so it sounds like sticky. I would David Butler would definitely say, "Well, this is something that would make make it sticky." Is that that is that what it's all about? Yeah, and I think the challenge has been uh, for all of the pain world is what is that key message and and what is the key behavior change or the long-term outcome? Is it the prevalence of chronic pain? Is it the burden? Is it people's mindset? Like, what are we wanting to change long-term? And I think different researchers have different goals. So um, so that has been difficult. What would be your key? I know Noi Group, it would be key target concepts, for example, which are... That's a whole range. You can you can make up another dozen probably. Uh, but what would be your if you got like two sessions with a yeah with so a twelve we, year old? 
what what will be your key thing? What will your focus? Well, what I would do with that age, um, so assuming once the kids' books are out, there's five and they each cover a different message. And the fifth one is building an action plan. So that's kind of mm. four and then there's the action plan one. Um, so I would give them the 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 concept of pain inventory questions and mm-hmm. um, based on their responses, I would then allocate which two of the four books I would give. And so, yeah, um, yeah it's like pain versus damage, um, things that like contextual influences on, on pain, um, the complexity of like all the messages that are happening and kind of having a sense of awe about how pain works. <laughs> uh, I mean, pain's not a thing, but like how, how pain is experienced in the body. Um, and then the fourth one is about pacing and graded exposure. And so different patients of any age are, are kind of ready for different parts of education. And so we didn't want to have chapters in one book. We wanted to have standalone resources where depending on the kid, you can reach for the different resource off your bookshelf. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think there is a is one answer. And and I guess the cool thing is we don't we haven't had any resources until now. So we might find in the study that we're setting up that one of the books is a waste of time or, or whatever. And, and, and I think that's great. Like as scientists, we want to eliminate unnecessary um, interventions as much as we can. So I don't think we want to over-educate people. We want to find that minimal effective dose <laughs> of education. Yeah. yeah. Well, what will be, so if, if this is a book that uh, you mentioned it a few times on, on the clinician versus like, a, and they're using a questionnaire, but as a parent, for example, what will be the role of the parent in in the book? In in in, in yeah, in being it being it a part of your growing up. Um, yeah, I think it's really important. This age group of eight to twelve is that bigger shift where kids start reading on their own a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but the parent has so much of an influence and. One concern we have is if the, the child reconceptualizes pain and then they go back home, they're at home and then their parent says, right, oh, be careful yeah. and, and don't do that. And they, they're reinforcing all the fear avoidance stuff again. Um, and so I think we need all of the family, all of those influencers around them um, to also be reconceptualizing pain. And, and so that's where my research is heading now. Yeah. Would you, yeah. just a gut feeling, would, would they, do they need another book or would they be all right with just joining the session? with the kids oh yeah joining I, yeah yeah I, I, one one big thing that we realize is that there's a lot of adults out there who are parents who have chronic pain and they want to be able to explain their experiences to kids and, mm. and so it, it's also for them so i guess there's this element of why does it need to be an adult resource for for adults i think they can use the simpler stuff and and it's a bit of fun it's kind of like oh it's not too hard look i'll show you there's a kid's book about it um, rather than saying, oh, here, I'll show you this 2,000-page yeah. textbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having a PhD, even then you don't know about it, right? So it's, it's, it's like, like a exactly. field. Yeah, that's where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like this whole idea. And it, 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 it links so well with, with what Melanie Noel's work in Canada, where she was yeah. aiming for what, what the influence of kids and, uh, sorry, parents on the kids' behavior on, the, on when they're growing up and even on social media and, and what they see on, on, on the cartoons, for example. It's been, yeah. they've been, it's not just the, the, the knowledge, but it's also, oh God, I've got 11 minutes. Wow. There we go. That flew. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we was well spent. Um, and um, I think is this this um, podcast is going to be part of a series uh, with uh, other 
exciting people from the field like Haley Leak. Uh, we've got perhaps Inga Timmers, we've got Melanie Noel, um, and Sarah Woolwork is on the lineup. Um, so we try to sort of build on this. Um, thanks a hundred times, uh, Joshua, because this has been oh, a great nice. conversation again. And um, looking forward to meet um, at some point in person. Um, yeah. Let's aim for that. And um, this was 11 minutes. Thank you for listening or viewing it. You can see that post notes uh, will be, the podcast notes will be just in your, um, in your streaming, um, um, in your streaming, what is it? Streaming thing. Yeah, it's your, your podcast streamer. That's it. Um, therefore, you can go also to Le Pub Scientifique or get more information about uh, our memberships and uh, get access to all the videos that we have been recording over the time and will be in the future. Thank you for joining and see you next time.